Presented by the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, February 5th. Senate negotiators finally released the text of this bipartisan border agreement last night. But this morning, the fate of the bill seems uncertain at best and pretty damn grim if we're being honest and realistic. Chief GOP negotiator James Lankford is definitely doing his best to tout this text as a historic win for conservatives. And Mitch McConnell is giving him an assist in amplifying that same case. But while that's unquestionably true, it doesn't appear to matter much. Trump forces are eager to kill this deal, and they wasted little time last night spinning the agreement as a total failure. Donald Trump Jr., just minutes after the deal was released, tweeted that this rhino immigration deal is really a mass amnesty that essentially locks in two million illegals per year. Trump spokesman Jason Miller was also tweeting about this. And meanwhile, Republicans looking to carry favor with the future GOP nominee are basically doing the dirty work for the former president. Elise Stefanik, who obviously wants to be Trump's running mate, was among the first members of House GOP leadership to come out swinging. She called the bill a, quote, absolutely non-starter that would further incentivize thousands of illegals to pour across our borders daily. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who backs this deal, obviously, plans to tee up the first procedural vote on Wednesday. But already there are problems afoot on the GOP side. Senator Mike Lee was cheering Republicans last night on Twitter to filibuster the deal. Senator Ron Johnson was on Fox News last night saying anybody who votes for this is just giving Democrats political cover. Now, James Langford did a call last night with reporters and highlighted all the major wins for the right in this bill. For more details, you should obviously be reading Playbook this morning. And while technically Langford is right, this bill would drastically change the situation at the border and would codify a sharp right turn in immigration and border policy, Langford still acknowledged that there are challenges ahead for passage on this call. He noted that some of his colleagues will say the bill doesn't go far enough, that Republicans should stick to the House's HR2, and that they just don't want to give Biden a win during a presidential election year. He sought to push back on all of those lines of reasoning, and we've got more on what he said in Playbook. The bill does, however, provide plenty of fodder for right-wing critics who are eager to look for reasons to oppose this bill. For one, the Border Emergency Authority that is the centerpiece of this bill, it's not absolute. Unaccompanied minors and trafficking victims are not included, and immigration officers are also empowered to make other exceptions. There's a bunch of other things that conservatives are going to latch onto. For instance, Chris Murphy, who is the Democratic negotiator on this agreement, tweeted last night in a defense of the bill against progressives that the border actually never will close under this legislation. We are already seeing conservatives latch onto this to say this bill doesn't really do anything. So keep an eye out for that. As for Speaker Mike Johnson's point of view, he threw cold water on the bill last night, tweeted that the bill is, quote, even worse than we expected. And he confirmed that once again, this text, if it even passes the Senate, will be dead on arrival in the House. If that wasn't clear enough, Majority Leader Steve Scalise tweeted that the bill will not receive a vote in that chamber. Scalise obviously sets the floor calendar. And meanwhile, Johnson announced over the weekend that the House will actually take up a standalone clean bill to give $17 billion to Israel. Now, obviously, the White House had hoped to keep funding for Israel as part of the larger supplemental package that includes the border, Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel together. This is an attempt by Johnson to separate that money for Israel and dare Democrats to vote against it because it does not include the border, Ukraine, or Taiwan funding. 
I do think it's interesting to note that Langford told reporters last night that he's received a number of text messages from several House Republicans who are reading the bill and like what they're seeing. He's encouraging those members to speak out and make the case to their own leadership that this bill is worth voting on. But there are signs that that's going to be tough. We were keeping an eye out in particular for the reaction of Congressman Tony Gonzalez. This is a member from Texas, a Republican whose district comprises a whole bunch of the Texas-Mexico border. He has been telling me for months that he really wants a bipartisan border deal. And yet all he said last night on X was, quote, it took the Senate months to build a bill. I guarantee it will take the House months to review every line. Not a good sign for Langford. We also have to mention that progressives are, unsurprisingly, very unhappy with this bill. It doesn't include a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, and it gives the GOP major concessions to curtail asylum. Progressive caucus leader Pramila Jayapal was one of the progressives who blasted the bill last night in a statement. Other human rights activists are expressing worry that they think the provision that allows the president to shut the border down to asylum seekers will actually break international law. Now, this opposition from the left could make Congress's math problem all the more difficult since there will be a lot of Republicans who will oppose this legislation. Democrats really can't afford to lose many of their own members if they want to see this actually advance. Yet in the Senate, at least half of the Latino Democrats are already out opposing the deal. Last night, we saw Senator Padilla of California saying a statement that the border deal misses the mark. And Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey said the agreement was, quote, unacceptable. In related news that's important to know this week, we scooped over the weekend that Senate Democrats are plotting to sidestep a Mayorkas impeachment trial. Some people, us included, have actually been warning about the possibility of a high-profile border-related Senate impeachment trial falling smack in the middle of an already contentious election year, uh, this coming as Republicans have taken steps toward impeaching DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. But as fun as that might sound, you can forget that for now. Multiple Democratic sources in the Senate, as well as in the administration, told Playbook that the party is planning to scuttle the GOP's dreams of a long, drawn-out process that drags Mayorkas and the administration writ large through the mud. They've been talking in private about a number of ways that they can kill this impeachment effort as fast as possible. They're talking about potentially doing a motion to dismiss the articles, raising a point of order to say that this impeachment doesn't have merit. And lastly, they're also talking about potentially referring these impeachment articles to a committee to deal with them. In modern-day judicial impeachment, senators have actually convened special committees with half-dozen or so senators from each party. Those committees actually look at the charges, do their own research and investigation, and then make a recommendation to the full Senate so that the Senate can continue working on matters that have nothing to do with impeachment, basically ensure that the Senate floor doesn't get clogged up in an impeachment trial. And for the rest of your schedule today, the House and the Senate are in, and the border agreement will definitely be all the rage in terms of gossip on the Hill. President Biden returns from Las Vegas today. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. Think you can't make time? Think again. Congress, access to innovation and early detection makes time for cancer patients and their families. Multi-cancer early detection tests have the potential to screen for dozens of cancers with a simple blood test. The American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network urges Congress to pass H.R. 2407 and S-2085 to create a pathway to access in Medicare once FDA approved and clinical benefit is shown. Visit fightcancer.org.